Tanmay has been a friend of mine for about a year now. So I was more than happy to have him come up here and share his story with everyone. But before we get to that, this episode discusses depression in depth. So please be very mindful of the trigger warnings that I've provided with the description that comes along with the podcast. They're very important and they might help you in navigating through the audio. Also towards the end we have a short poetry session where both Tanmay and I will be reading out a piece each. So you don't have to stay for it but who knows you might enjoy it. Uh, yeah so everything else in the episode I hope you like it. Again I hope you learn something out of it because it's never too late for that. See ya. Hello Tanmay. Hello Shreya. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, see. I just in the future if somebody comes on my episode, please just say something beyond I'm okay. How are you? Because then it puts me in such let's a Let's just spot. let's just add let's just address the fact that we're both a little anxious and nervous right now. Very anxious and it's weird how It's not like we're talking for the first time. I, uh, <laughs> I know we were literally talking 2 minutes back. It sounds like when I say how are you, it sounds like I'm talking to you after like months or weeks and I'm just like how is my old friend? I literally literally 20 seconds back I was speaking to you. So, huh, weird. Anyway, so um how are you feeling Tanmay? Do you feel special that I called you out of all of my friends to be my guest on this Extremely podcast? Extremely special. What are your Extremely thoughts? Extremely special. This is <laughs> such a huge moment for me i feel like a celebrity already do you think you finally made it in life that you have appeared on i think so about half an hour ago i was worried that this might get to me <laughs> people would people would leak my address or something and i would have to answer a lot of questions in front of cameras and all that oh my god oh my god fame <laughs> all right anyway let's cut that crap <clears throat> anyway so uh, before people assume that i just called you here because you're my friend and then we can just talk about crap let me just clarify <laughs> all of that and uh, <laughs> that's just like let's get to the point and just tell everybody that uh, tan it's like it's true tanmay has been one of my closest friends in recent times it's been about one year i think one year that we've been very good friends yeah and uh, but we were also friends uh, at the start of college but then when we weren't in between like we drifted yeah, apart yeah we used to chat a lot like, not a lot but in we used to chat and talk in the first two semester, semesters i believe and we attended a few fests yeah. together i will never forget that yeah, fest that was, never that was a good time <laughs> it was a good time for you it was not a good time but, for me oh <laughs> never get over oh right 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 drinks that was that was horrific anyway so yeah so um it's a very normal thing you guys might think theek and ah you guys were friends and then you guys weren't friends and then you guys became friends again what's the new story about that but i think a lot of times when um we drift apart from people we assume sure you know they just got on with their lives they did something blah 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 but when you guys get back together and you like discuss you talk about your life things come up right and that's what happened with tanmay and me and yeah a couple of days back i was just speaking to him sorry i will i will not appropriate your answer 
I'm just introducing mm-hmm. so uh, it's all right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, a couple of days Tanmay and I were a couple of days wow Shreya a couple of days ago hmm, the green tea has kicked <laughs> in I think anyway a couple of days ago Tanmay and I were talking and then he just he told me how Sam 2, 3 and 4 were for him when we weren't exactly friends and it got me thinking about a lot of my own life and my own conduct in life so i don't want to speak anything more i'll just let tanmay take over and i'll just let him tell you guys what happened during the time that we weren't exactly talking and we weren't exactly friends so tanmay please go ahead yeah so i think during those semesters especially the second and the third and the fourth and i mean it's not absolute mm-hmm. like it spills over to the fifth semester also but yeah during those one and a half two years i was going through um, you could say it was depression and somewhat severe it was severe and mm. it wasn't the first time i was experiencing that the first time i had been diagnosed was in class 12th you know right that was yeah. that was also a time where there was a considerable amount of pressure on me and uh, just because we had a lot of stuff to do and figure out and we had no clue and despite having supportive parents it it still gets to you and that that was the yeah. first time that i went through a proper oh well there's no proper in proper i went through a serious mental illness and it hit me again in the, in the second semester itself and like as you said we were talking then but by the end of it i i became reclusive and there was just my overall energy during the days was pretty low all the time and i mean i couldn't focus in classes at all i was losing interest every day i i couldn't i wasn't able to sleep a lot so that contributed to me losing focus i i was extremely yeah. anxious going to the mess especially during dinner time uh cuz i at that time i really felt that it would be really cool if there was at least one person sitting with me but or like you know going with me to the mess and having a meal but it was it was not happening i was especially alone during dinner time and it it was just compounding every day you know getting to me every day i was losing a bit of myself every day and at, on the other side i had obligations to my university like i had to study i had to score well i had to keep up with the course but that was suffering a lot um i couldn't study much during the midterms and i would blame everyone else and the system that existed in the university i would make up random excuses about not studying and you know during and with all of this there were those problems of your uh, sleep you know irregular sleep and anxiety or anxiousness so yeah that that was getting to me a lot and i feel after a while like in the third semester i really became kind of numb i was unaffected by anything and everything and it's a weird feeling of being lost where you know where you exist physically but your mind is just somewhere else and your body is just not 
really in sync with your mind sort of like dissociation yeah i mean i don't know what it was in in proper yeah. scientific terms or you know like i was under medical care then i was talking to uh, therapists and all that they would help me out but it wasn't it wasn't getting better at all so yeah like i was losing interest in everything and by by the third semester i was not involved in any social situation at all i would stay in my room for most of the time yeah um the whole mess thing the yeah, whole it's dinner thing yeah it's quite intimidating i i relate to that on another level because for me snack time and breakfast time like there have literally been times where i have avoided um, the mess i've avoided eating anything because of the sheer amount of people that are there in the mess and the sheer amount of just those voices especially at snacks they're so loud <laughs> and it just gets yeah, to you and everybody's so everybody like looks I, happy somehow sitting together with their yeah. seven to eight friends and they just look happy and having fun and it it starts getting to you and <laughs> yeah I no I I may not understand other things but I definitely relate with you on this one. All right. So uh that is there and I also you in the beginning you mentioned very briefly about how you became reclusive. And why I'm intrigued with that point in particular is because this is something I've heard a lot from people, you know, and like we it's a very common saying that oh people start withdrawing uh oh she doesn't talk anymore she you know she just yeah, yeah. we try talking to her she doesn't talk to us so i'm very like intrigued because you just you just said i became reclusive so could you like elaborate on that more like why what caused you to become reclusive because if i remember speaking to you and i remember you telling me that when you joined college you came with a lot of enthusiasm that okay this is university new life okay let's do this so what happened what went wrong there that you became quote unquote reclusive yeah so my initial like when i joined university i felt that this would be a good place to exchange ideas with a lot of people who come from so like widely different backgrounds with different contexts and different understandings of you know human behavior so to say and i thought it would be interesting and we could learn a lot from each other but i felt during the first year there was more judgment and uh, a sort of suspicion that everybody carried about everyone else and i i guessed that like a natural response when you're introduced to a foreign environment with a lot of new people whom you don't know nothing yeah. about but it it did get to me in a way that everybody was gossiping too much i feel and and i say i feel because i don't know if everyone was gossiping a lot or not but yeah i felt that they were talking about each other in a not so very good light and i would sit with different groups you know initially and they would talk about other people that way and it just made me think that well they might be talking about me that way too with some other people so that was a big barrier to making new friends and later on like by the second semester when i got like i was suffering again from depression i i had made a few friends by then but there was still a, a barrier i think that um 
they couldn't understand it some some of my good friends like they're still my good friends but initially they denied that there is such a thing as depression even though i told them that i was under treatment uh, for that yeah you know though there was just not exactly a lot of people to approach and talk to and i did try i i, I think i did try a lot but by the end of the day as i said like i was very tired you know i started feeling a lot very tired so i just did not have the energy left to approach a lot of people and you know because it does take up energy and if you're depressed um if you're a healthy individual then it's easier to talk to new people uh it's easier to exchange new ideas it's easier to process new information but i was pretty stagnant that way in my head i feel all right so wow so you pointed out a very like pertinent problem on campus <laughs> gossip culture mm. so let's let's talk about it because i also have a few thoughts on it because see on the face of it when you just say that people would just like they would talk about others it doesn't seem like a very big problem right because everybody's like it's widespread everybody does that even you must have done it some yeah, point yeah. in your life blah 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 so but i think that tone also comes from and like you rightly mentioned all of these kids coming together all of these kids with their own stereotypes with their own upbringing yeah, their own context suddenly and... they're shoved yeah they're shoved in one place okay and they're forced to i don't want to use the word forced but they're asked to live together and anything that is like uh, sort of different from what they've grown up learning and looking at is automatically wrong and i mean like that is a lot to think about because i think now that we're all in the fourth year and it's been like what 3 4 years yeah since we joined in uh i think a lot of us have like yeah, understood through various experiences we've all grown and that, matured you know yeah that maybe like you know what happened in the past maybe that wasn't the right thing to do maybe that is not how you you know treat other, yeah. other people but i think what people often don't understand is that uh mental health starts with very like little things in life yeah. and one of those little things is your own conduct towards exactly people. that's very important so yeah and i remember uh you i'm forgetting but you said something about how the very basis of uh, friendship being a mental health yeah uh f- friendship and kindness more importantly i think you mentioned yeah. that at the at the basis of it when you strip down all of those layers at the basis of it you'll find two core principles and that is kindness and just like the ability to empathize 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 oh, empathize yeah. wow <laughs> wow the uh, writer shreya singh by the way guys yeah so long story short um i think um, you told me something about how people uh, maybe they haven't had kindness yeah, in their yeah, life yeah that's pretty true so, i would like to um yeah yeah so when people wouldn't understand when i told them about my struggle or if they did not respond with kindness even though they were friends and they wanted to help i felt it wasn't their fault exactly like i believe it was coming from a place where when they in their own life fe- uh, went through a struggle similar to mine or you know something else but a genuine struggle they did not 
they didn't they weren't like their own friends and family did not respond with kindness or love and it just sort of makes you think that kindness is not the right response to it right and I, it's pretty true like yeah. a lot of us are not fortunate with having kind friends or kind a kind family where you know they are considerate etc and that makes you lose hope and you're hurt now when you're in a position where someone approaches you and tells you about their struggle you're not really sure about kindness as a response because it's still foreign yeah. to you so how would you show kindness Pass yeah to to, others, to a yeah. to a to a good friend who is struggling you you still wouldn't think of kindness you try to uh quote unquote help them in any manner which is not right actually you know but tanmay i i also think that sure like if i were to like if we were to think of it that way i don't think it's that yeah absolute. it's not absolute i don't yeah. think the mm-hmm. concept is that you know uh, how do you say it's not put in a watertight compartment i think see that way everybody has reasons to be mean to yeah, everybody do. i don't think anybody has lived a life where things have always been good for them in my last episode with samida i remember i had made the statement where i said i had friends and family who understood and that's not a lie but i also want people to know that that's not an absolute statement when i say something like that i'm choosing to look at the people who stayed i'm choosing to look at the people who tried to work through their reactions whenever i went and spoke to them about something that was bothering mm-hmm. me i just want people to know there will be others who will try to discredit you yeah. there will be people who will call you names but that doesn't mean you have to make you have to be sour about it true true because at the end of the day people are learning hmm. okay i'm not asking you to forgive them you don't have to you don't owe anybody anything but in my like if i'm just talking about myself how i like to look at it is it would be a disservice to the people who have tried because see i have never adopted a kind of tone here where i've said oh i'm sitting on this pedestal i know everything about mental health this person right, is wrong right. that person is wrong society is trash i have never done that and i don't wish to do that because i've always said we can only like bring about change when we meet each other at the same exactly time. yeah so so you talk to people you will have your fair share of like uh sorry to use the explicit term assholes <laughs> come in but it's it's okay like the people who stay the people who listen to you are the ones who will yeah, matter like so what i believe is the larger point around the about the conversation around mental health is to motivate people to be kinder and empathetic like while yeah. yeah you also it also aims to increase the knowledge and awareness around mental health but the core i think the idea behind it is if everyone in general is kinder and empathetic to each other yeah. it would simply be good for anybody struggling and in general it will be good for everybody whether you're struggling or not so there's this new thing that has come up in the last 2 3 months where um <laughs> where people say uh hi uh, my dms are always open right right you can always reach yeah. out to me you can always talk to me if something's bothering you it will stay between <laughs> us i won't judge you we've got this and blah 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 
and like i i just want to clarify something i'm not like shaming anybody here right i just being a person who has dealt with her own issues for quite some time now i have certain thoughts that go in my mind when i see something like this and because i've also invited a friend who's gone through his own issues i just want to know what goes through your mind because you had depression you have undergone that phase you've come out of right it. and now when you look at these things what goes on in your head right so recently uh after sushant singh's suicide i think there's just that day or the next day there were hordes of posts like and stories everywhere about the same thing right you can reach out to me we can talk this is a safe yeah. safe space yeah. <laughs> and whatever bullshit that was now i am not saying people weren't genuine that people did not want to help but my point is this is this is not helpful at all it does the reverse and and before that there was it was also interesting to see the kinds of people who were putting up those posts and many like for a fact that i knew many of them were themselves going through their own struggles yeah that's the most ironic yeah, part so, of all like i don't <laughs> like it. how do you have this time and you know the space in your head to deal with someone else's problem or talk about it while before you know even setting yourself right so to say and it was just baffling and and why this alienates a lot of people who are actually going through depression and all that is even though like if you, if i see 10 posts like that in a day that just means that there's 10 people ready to talk to anyone but i'm still here on the other side of the screen feeling extremely lonely and down and yeah so is it like a restaurant menu where i can choose one person and just talk what what's happening because i don't need a random stranger one day and to just spill out whatever i want to yes that helps but yeah. that is not what i'm looking for all the time i am looking for a friend now yeah if you're going to a dinner with a very close friend of yours and they're a little troubled do you say yo let's go for dinner and we can talk in a safe space you don't use those words yeah. you don't you don't, you don't say yeah. that to your best friend if they're going through trouble you don't say reach out to me i'll give you a safe space you don't use those words right so when you're putting up all of this on your stories and if it's not just you it's 100 other people you're you're effectively taking away the meaning from these words this this is what i feel but it's backed by some research and <laughs> like yeah it's it's not absolute exactly but it does alienate a lot of people who are actually going through all of that so rather than you know putting that stuff on instagram or any other social media what you can actually do to help someone out is to look around you you have friends you have acquaintances you have you just have people around you you know who are not friends not acquaintances but they study with you in the same classes and mm. if you see them trouble if you see them tired all the time not showing up for meals not being participative enough you 
the least you can do is offer a walk together for 10 minutes right you don't lose out anything if you you know you can have tea with them it it all it takes is 10 15 minutes and you you make someone feel that you know they're not exactly lonely because if you and on the flip side of it if you post something like that on instagram or something you know where you say that you can reach out to me i'll offer you a safe space you can we can talk about anything are you ready to take on certain responsibilities attached to it because that they're not yes. they don't always want to just contact a random stranger and spill everything they're also looking for a friend yeah. now would you would you be able to pick up their calls 9 out of 10 times would you be able to respond to their text quickly enough because that's yeah. how you treat your friends you don't ghost your friends right you you talk to your friends on a regular basis that is what they need more than anything else so yeah like stop <laughs> or be better friends to real people in the real world because social media i don't know man it's to yeah it's a, it, it, it's a, it's big, a big farce, farce. like because i felt that way i felt alienated like any time i would see and this is 2 3 years ago any time i would see something like that i would feel much more caved in because yeah i knew that despite that person being a very good person you it's not true because you're not helping me out despite putting out a blanket statement saying anyone can reach out to me and you know blah blah yeah which also like it takes me back to the same thing we started off with in the beginning mental health i don't know what people understand by mental health but it's really not that complex yeah. and i can actually supplement that point with a very personal incident that happened in my life so uh long story short it was a pretty shitty day i had missed classes i was in my room not feeling very good and this friend just came by and like she's she was talking to me mm-hmm. and mid conversation i broke down and like she spoke to me and then after that she just said hey do you want to grab lunch and i have a tendency of withdrawing from people like i have i'm that typical person who will just say no i don't need you it's okay yeah because it feels like you're being a burden right when you're when you're sad and yeah, yeah it's, oh yes that, oh my god yes that you're taking up so more space than you know, should or that you deserve to by putting out your struggle or sadness uh, yeah you don't want to rub off your exactly. sadness on happy people exactly. yeah why should, why would you do that Uh, so I was just like, no, no, I'm just going to stay in my room. I'm so sorry, this, that. And she's like, no, you're coming to lunch with me. And she said that some, I'm not kidding, some 10, 20 times. So she literally forced me to go for lunch with her. And I'm not kidding. That ended up being one of the best days I had in last semester. Right. And it's nothing like grand. It's nothing yeah, it's like, just, you know, materialistic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a small gesture. It's something, on the face of it, it seems so... in insignificant that it's just like ha huh, okay lunch it's yeah, so but what? you feel but valued me, being a member yeah. of a small group or yeah like more than that i think it's it's somebody telling you it's somebody telling and convincing your mind that hey listen you're not yeah exactly one. that's more important and it's going to be okay and it's Sometimes your mind can tell you that it's not going to be okay. Sometimes it gets really bad and ugly. Yeah. Something like this just acts like that glimmer of hope where you're just like, 
hey you know i'm glad i didn't listen to my head that day i'm glad i yeah because we we need a break when when your mind is yeah. on overdrive <laughs> yeah free product uh, not product placement yeah promotion kya ho raha hai aaj i don't know <laughs> brand promotion i think yeah. yeah brand promotion yeah that's what it's called take a break guys right we just need a break from the overdrive that our mind is on because it's it's running way too fast for our own bodies to comprehend so yeah yeah if you offer someone respite by just having lunch with them for half an hour what better way to give back to society right you, you you're literally just having lunch with a person that's it so like i said we are slowly moving towards uh, a point of normalizing mental health right uh, but i also feel like that forget normalizing it we have reached a point where we have romanticized yeah. it and normally that's not really detrimental but it is detrimental to something like mental health where for which there is already very little information around a b the little that we do know also comes from very like non credible sources it comes from hearsay it comes from lived experience it, sometimes it comes from what you see on the screen what you see in the yeah. media right so that is a very it's like, very powerful because it influences the way you think yeah but it's also so wrong that it comes from that yeah and it's so harmful that that has shaped up our opinion of what mental health looks yeah. like <laughs> so when i when i say romanticization um uh, i remember because like we both had very distinct points on this but romantic by romanticization i basically mean that there are certain people who have turned this into an it trend yeah it's like the thing to have if you don't have it you're just like you're not a part of the uh, i'm sorry i'm saying this but like you're not yeah cool exactly if you don't have a mental health illness all right um the whole concept of i don't know much about this my literature is a little lacking here but like the whole concept of emo kids is less just like this sad depressed generation uh all of that and then there like comes uh, a certain part of the population that doesn't know that uh, romanticizes because they come from a place of not knowing about things not being aware yeah enough. and uh i just i just want to talk to you about that that when you uh because you have had a lived experience of a mental health issue when you sit back and sometimes you know you and i'm specifically talking about let's not restrict it to the internet but because we've been at home for so long so indirectly my reference is going to the internet when you sit back at home and you're just you know scrolling through your feeds and you see people just talk about mental health in such an exaggerated yeah. way what goes through your head like when you look at that what are your thoughts and like what do you what do you make of yeah, it yeah it's all? pretty see if it's there's a lot of these art pages on tumblr etc with outrageous captions that in a way romanticize suicide and glorify it or or depression or any other mental illness and yeah it's pretty hard to so i don't know if it's it's a kid it's a teenager if it's someone my age who's doing it who's made that post etc but when when you're using such terms when you're using a term such as depression when you're using a term anxiety 
or any other host of mental illnesses like i mean these are these are supposedly neurotypical diseases i there are other host, variety of mental illnesses too that exist yeah. and yeah. i don't know much about them so i i'm refraining to speak but when you talking about these terms when you using these terms in your social media posts or even in real world conversations um what i feel is that they are very sophisticated terms they're scientific they have medical definitions too so as ad- adults or even as young kids who are you know aspiring for a better society we have the responsibility to know the meaning of these terms and use them correctly not and to not throw them around randomly your art should not glorify or propagate disease or illness in a manner that will affect you know someone in a very negative way yes you know we cannot put restriction on art but you have to be responsible that's all i can ask for yeah and you know we very recently actually i was uh, speaking to my therapist and uh, they asked me to basically i was describing an incident in my life right okay and um, i used the term panic attack right uh, hmm. and they stopped me and they're like sure what do you mean by panic attack <laughs> and uh, that threw me off track for like a second but then um, i started talking about you know those symptoms that i experience and they were like okay fair enough uh, but i'd like to tell you what a panic attack is will you listen and i was like yeah sure and then they told me what a panic attack is and i'm not kidding it 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 was it's a completely different thing from what i experienced not completely yeah but distinct but pretty different. distinct yeah yeah it's distinct enough be separate to yeah know that it's not the yeah it's not that and so i've i've told you this on the phone also and the reason why i said that romanticization often comes from a place of not being aware the reason why so i people have been very like like it's been debatable are labels good are labels bad yeah no but in my experience i have always liked to stick to labels especially with reference to mental health because they've given me a semblance of understanding yeah. about myself uh, uh, because so much of the culture has not given me that uh, uh, it gives you whenever, a, some certainty in in the ocean of uncertainty that you are in your head yeah so that's yeah. needed and, I sub I feel that yeah. yeah and and sometimes it's just so it's like this right so Tanmay if I tell you that oh you know this happened in my life and if I tell you I experienced intense amount of anxiety as opposed to me telling you I experienced a panic attack yeah. you are more likely to believe me when I use the term panic attack even though factually what I might be experiencing may be much closer to an anxiety attack or intense amount of anxiety right yeah all right but see that is why i think some people tend to glorify or borderline romanticize things because the world around them doesn't understand them and unless and until because when i say intense amount of anxiety it won't take a normal person to shut me down by saying anxiety everybody experiences anxiety what is so you know special with yeah. you that you can't handle it 
you know there's always that also that comes in and we do that a lot to people we just we are so quick to call them weak that oh this is happening to you Why yeah i mean and it's very it? absurd because um at any given point of time like okay but this is covid time so be careful but at any given point of time a lot of people are suffering from the viral fever or anything simple like that you don't tell all of these people to not take medicines to not take rest so you don't yeah. say ki oh the next person also has fever so what's so special about you why do you need care you don't say all of that no you have to you have to be the same you have to put the same amount of sensitivity as you do to those diseases as to mental illnesses also because yeah and like because see that's the thing na saying i know it's a lot of times it's used as an exclamation oh my god you're going to give me a heart attack yeah <laughs> so that we know see it's different from physical illnesses and why it's different because yeah, we, we know, know exactly. what a heart attack yeah, yeah. is like we don't know that about mental health because it's so invisible yeah, so exactly. many times that it's almost like an insult when you tend to over exaggerate and take it from a person who has been misled a lot in her life about what she has been experiencing mm-hmm. it sucks when the person sitting in front of you tells you hey what you're talking about is not what the actual thera- theoretical concept is you experience this it's different from what you're talking about it hurts yeah, it feels invalidating but invalidated. it's still better than it's someone who important. completely discredits you it's still better because they're, act- they're yeah. at least telling you what you might actually have yeah because it was never said to me in a way that oh shreya yeah, you yeah. you you're absolutely fine nothing's wrong that wasn't the tone it was always see uh, without like disrespect to your feelings i understand you're going mm-hmm. through something however it's different from what you think it is and there's nothing wrong in doing that it takes one minute to google the difference between and this is just an example yeah yeah it's an example i'm giving it took one minute to google the difference between an anxiety attack and a panic yeah. attack and i feel better making a more informed statement now and that is all it takes sometimes because it's very disrespectful when see being anxious is a is not a trait it's a human feeling that everybody at certain points in their life yeah. goes through you are nervous before an exam you're anxious before an exam i didn't text you back in one minute it made you anxious it didn't right. give you anxiety it's not the same sure you must and i don't know what's going on in your life maybe you do have issues maybe you have anxiety also chalo for a minute maine maan liya you know maybe they have anxiety but i'm talking about the ones who just get restless or who just get yeah where it's more permanent like it's just there all the time yeah i have lived with those uh, you know buzzing thoughts 24/7 i've had anxiety when there was nothing yeah, to yeah. worry about you know i haven't been able to eat at times i and i've told you so many of these things because you're one of those people i call sometimes mm-hmm. when something like that happens and this is not saying that i am the gold standard of what anxiety looks like of course it's different for different yeah. people and i don't want to invalidate anybody's experience my only point i'm trying to make here is that be informed about what is happening to you don't just jump onto what you've heard around yourself because a lot of me believing that I was experiencing certain symptoms also came from what I saw around me. Yeah. 
because you want to validate your feelings because it doesn't mean that just because i had an anxiety attack i wasn't suffering i wasn't in pain no it's just a different concept that is the only difference and yeah that's that's all it takes you just i just think you need to be better informed it's only going to help you yeah exactly There's like wrong reading up that. on your symptoms for just 5 minutes yeah. you will be able to articulate them better to process it better and you know have a better conversation rather than um doing the opposite which is romanticization and just it's just throwing around words yeah. and whatever and and so easily tanmay oh my god sometimes i just look at people <laughs> like literally anything they say man like and at one point you just like okay um what am i supposed to do if you're saying all of yeah, that yeah exactly because it causes it causes discomfort um yeah it might be momentary it might be prolonged so your actions if done on a public platform do have consequences so we're not saying stop doing what it is you do we're just asking you to be more responsible because then you'll be right with whatever you put out it may be really bold but if you're right then you're nobody yeah exactly and then you might end up helping someone thank you for coming in but we are not ending this here i actually thought that writing is a very powerful tool and yeah but um, l- let me why don't i we... should thank you first for having me here i really wanted to <laughs> no but i really wanted to talk about all of this once you know and at yeah. at some sort of a platform i have talked about it earlier but not in a conversational form publicly <laughs> anyway thank you for having me this is going to help a lot of people yeah i hope so i hope so it does it's some yeah. very like and i thought that if you're ever trying to understand what a person is going through i think it's very and if they're artists it's very important to like observe their art so uh i'll be tuning off from the conversation now and we will transition into uh, a poetry phase so thank you for tuning in but this is not over Did I 
asleep at all in the first place. The nightmares convinced me that I was awake throughout. So the frustration adds to the fire raging in my head. The mixed signals force my body to squeeze myself tighter. Every fiber at the threshold of delirium until the pain helps me to slip into nothingness. And I lay praying for an end just like the dogs. You know I've already commented on this like I've already approved of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's a nice one. Good one. Let's hear what you want. Oh, okay then. <laughs> All right. So, um this is called a short note on survival. Uh self-explanatory title as always. Um and mostly just written like I've always said that living with a mental illness is a very isolating experience so i think this mirrors that pretty much anyway they call the dreamers a mindless species a shrouded lie that wishful thinkers wear an escape forbidden by fate if i didn't know better i'd take this lesson the one that they teach on the first day of school and drink it up no question asked just dogma finding its way into the mouths of every new generation but even when you see heavy crevices peeking out from the bonds you find yourself tied to an overpowering force tries to lure you in a deal to buy your silence it plasters a mask onto the face your mother held in her in her hands it looks just the same it always says the right things but the blood bath the pain pulsating through your veins to be seen by none will forever be logged inside your heart Whew. oh god Damn. yeah so uh yeah that was that was it uh thank you for tuning in i will see you in the next episode bye